It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O-Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, we're going to dive into a Stock Watch Friday. We're also going to debut a progress report segment looking around the NBA, seeing where the Thunder stack up thus far, evaluating their season to this point. And of course, we're going to preview tonight's Bulls contest on Locked on Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Once again, if you listen to the show early in the morning, I usually drop these shows at about 3 a.m., 4 a.m. local time. If you listen early in the morning on your way to work, it was not there for you today. I apologize for that. It's due to the fact that I've literally had no internet for the past 15 hours. So it was really hard to record a podcast without internet. So this podcast is going up a little bit later than usual. We'll be back on schedule with the routine from now on once I have, of course, the internet up and running, which I do right now, thankfully. So let's go ahead and jump into a Stockwatch Friday. And if you're new to the show, Stockwatch Friday is basically just buying and selling stock in different events or players from this last week. Everyone in the NBA just throws out their I'm buying stock in so-and-so whenever they're doing good. And I feel like no one ever keeps track of that. So I'm keeping track of my stock watch, and you can do this at home as well. And we're going to see if we bought good stock or bad stock when it's all said and done. So let's jump in to Stock Watch Friday. Yeah, they're penny stocks. I told you not to sell. You did not tell me not to sell. I said the market fluctuates, remember? Well, what are you going to do about this stock? I'm keeping it. I'm going down with the ship. Celebrate with our weekly act of debauchery. The stock watch is open, and the first item on the table is Isaiah Roby being a piece of this Thunder's future. So there's a lot of different ways you can go about this. And remember, before the year started, I said that Isaiah Roby would be this team's tank commander. And I didn't mean that in a negative way. I explained this at the time that, in my opinion, the tank commander is somebody who performs super, super well during a down year, during a rebuilding year. And they're not going to put up that production as their role decreases on more competitive teams, but people buy into them because they're putting up production on a rebuilding team that does not have the same talent level around it that a competitive team would. And so I talked about how people normally buy into these kind of guys uh, as they're watching their favorite team and and they need something to cling on to. Uh, and, And so I think that Isaiah Roby, though, deserves a bit more credit than that so far this season. Now, we'll see if he can keep it up. We'll see if he can if he can build on the success so far. But early on, 
he has had to deal with a lot of adversity, you know, getting thrown in, in and out of the rotation and just never really knowing from game to game if he's going to be a part of the rotation. But at every opportunity, I think that he does something extremely well in every single game. Like, there's never a game in which it is all negative from him. And he's still a very young player. I always bring this up because I think it's important that he had the highest paid second round contract in NBA history a year ago. That's how much the Dallas Mavericks valued Isaiah Roby. So he does have talent in there. He's 22 years old. And we're already seeing at every turn, whenever he gets into NBA action this year, something positive. And most games are seeing multiple things positive that he does. And so you put that at 22 with the Thunder development staff and the way that the Thunder clearly prioritize him as he survives a rough preseason and he was able to rehab his injury while the team was in the bubble and, they, and they've really taken uh, care of Isaiah Roby. You combine all those things and I think that he will be a piece of the future. Now, I think what I said was true yesterday whenever I called him the baseboards, all right? If if Shea is the foundation of your house and what your house is built on, then Isaiah Roby is only your baseboards. It's still a part of the house and it's still a pretty important part of the house. If you didn't have baseboards in your house, would your entire house fall down? I don't think so, but it would at least not look as good as it does right now with your baseboards in there. On the flip side of that coin, can you replace your baseboards at any time with new baseboards? For sure. But I think that Isaiah Roby will be a part of this future. The extent to his part is still to be determined. I do wonder if you can consider this a positive in his in his camp, if you're really still on the fence about Isaiah Roby. And I do not begrudge anyone who's still on the fence about Isaiah Roby, who's only played in like eight games. But... I do think that he's showing you he can play small ball five. He's really competitive at the rim. He's contesting shots without fouling. Now, people are scoring over him because he's 6'8", but he's in position. He's doing the right things, and he's just getting unlucky. I mean, that's the bottom line. It's what Mark talked about whenever he was asked about the Lakers' size and how much that the Lakers' size dominated them the other night. He was asked about that size. What do you do? And he, and he said, look, we've just got to be in position and force them to use their size, force them to score because they're bigger than us, not because we're giving them open looks. And that's exactly what Isaiah Roby does every single night. He forces somebody to make the shot. He doesn't just give it to him. He rotates very well. He communicates very well on defense. He gets guys in position. And offensively, I love whenever he's in that dunker spot and he has the ability to somewhat stretch the floor. He'll, he'll at least take the shot and, and we'll see how he can progress from beyond the arc shooting-wise. But I say all that to say this, that, that we're seeing Isaiah Roby show these flashes as a backup five. But if you can transition him eventually with a new roster construction in a year or two to that power forward position at 6'8", that wing position at 6'8", I think he can get even better. So I am buying Isaiah Roby in terms of being a, a piece of this future. Again, is he your foundation? No. Is he your walls? No. But he's a nice little baseboard for you. Let me know if you're selling Isaiah Roby, if you think that the, that the hype has kind of gotten out of hand, because it's interesting what's happened with Isaiah Roby, because in the preseason, oh my goodness, everyone wanted this guy cut. And, and I was somebody who never cut Isaiah Roby in my roster projections, but everyone wanted him gone, and he was automatically in the mix of people who you were going to cut and move on from. And I always said that the Thunder liked this guy. But to see them do a full 180 from his bad preseason, and it was objectively bad in the preseason, to what he's performing in the regular season, that is a, that is a huge turnaround. And so you have to wonder if that's only due to sample size. Personally, I think that what we're seeing from Roby is not circumstantial. If Isaiah Roby was getting this production from just an outlier of a stat, the same way we talked about that with, with him and Diallo, if Diallo's knocking down five threes a night and that's why he gets to 20 points, then 
obviously that's an outlier. But the way he's getting to those stats, and it's the same thing with Roby, the way he's getting to this production level, it's something he can repeat night in and night out. And I think that he will repeat it night in and night out. And if he continues to do exactly what he's doing right now, he'll be a role player in the NBA, which is more than we thought he'd be literally half a month ago. So I like what Isaiah Roby is doing so far. And so the next item on the stock watch is Hamadou Diallo turning the corner. So I'm all in on Diallo, and, and I have been for a while. I've written articles, I've had podcasts about my belief in Diallo, and, and I think that a good example of Diallo is before the season, I put out a meme, uh, the Bernie Sanders meme, I said, I'm once again buying stock in Hamadou Diallo, as kind of a joke at myself of like, I continue to buy in on this guy, and he never really produces, and so I've never been perfect. I, I've also kind of given up on Diallo a little bit and made a joke out of me continuing and continuing, continuing to believe in this guy, even while everyone is telling me, no, don't do it. He is not good. He's never going to be good, blah, blah, blah. And now it looks as though he's turned the corner. And so, of course, I'm going to go back to the well and buy him to Diallo stock again. I think that the biggest thing is that it's repeatable. That's my biggest thing. I don't care about the 20 points. I don't care about that. I care about the fact that this is a repeatable aspect of his game. What he's doing on the floor is not a fluke. And so we've talked about Diallo almost every single postgame for the last week, so I know that a lot of you have already heard my opinion on Diallo, but uh, just to give a quick refresher, um, it's nice to see what he's doing. He's still very young, 22 years old, with this development staff. It's going to be awesome, just like like it will be for Roby. Uh, But I think that the fact that you're seeing him play under control, and I think that tonight will be a big test for him, as we'll get to that later on in the show with the Bulls preview. But I think tonight will be a big test for him. If he clears the test tonight, I'm not sure what else you need to see because with him, it comes down to just making the right basketball decision because whenever he does that and plays with himself and doesn't jack up jump shots and doesn't just attack the rim at will uh, for no reason in the traffic and just dribble the ball off his foot, whenever he doesn't do those things, he's a much better basketball player, no matter if he's scoring 20 points or if he's scoring 10 points. So I care about how he gets there and he's gotten there in a way that is very repeatable. He's brought in energy defensively. He's gotten to the line offensively. He's done a lot of things well offensively, not shooting jump shots, passing it up to open guys instead of taking a lane to the basket. He's done everything right. And so as long as he continues this, then he's going to turn the corner and he's going to be a huge part of your bench unit for years to come. And the reason I'm so sold on, on him turning the corner again is because he's not getting this production by jump shots. If he was if he was knocking down uh, three threes a game, then I would not be sold. But this is something that's very, very repeatable for him. And then Darius Bates' offensive struggles, I'm selling those. I think that Bates will be fine offensively. It is a rough stretch, and he's really had a bad offensive year all year long. He had that one week where, where he had a really good offensive production. But... All in all, if you take this entire season as a whole, he's been bad offensively. I think that this is just a slump, and it's happening at the start of the year instead of the middle of the year, whenever less people are paying attention and less people are diagnosing it and you don't have the numbers to balance it out. I think he's going to be fine offensively. I still think Bazel is a building block. I think that what you're seeing defensively is a big deal for him. I do wonder how much of the defense is, is reflecting in his offense. How much is he, is he, say, using all his energy on defense and then not playing well offensively? Who knows? No one will know that except for Darius Baisley, which we'll have an injury update on later on. But I'm still betting on Baisley's offensive game, and that's what Stockwatch is. It's betting on the future. I still think he's going to be fine. I think Darius Baisley will be a huge offensive threat for you moving forward, uh, but he's just having a rough stretch right now. So coming up, we're going to do progress report. Let's see where the Thunder rank in terms of stats, in terms of everyone else's power rankings, and let's see where they're going to be heading towards this upcoming week on the first progress report segment of Locked on Thunder. But I do want to tell you right now about our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag is a fantastic place because it's the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. 
Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Are you ready for some football? The NFL postseason is finally here, and they're into the divisional round. So you can bet on every single uh, postseason game in the NFL. Bet on who's going to win the MVP in the NFL. Bet on who's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year in the NFL. Bet on who's going to win the Super Bowl in the NFL. You can do all of that good stuff at BetOnline.ag. You can also bet on every single NBA game including tonight's Thunder Contest, which we'll talk about later on, who I'm going to bet on tonight for the Oklahoma City Thunder-Chicago Bulls game. But you can bet on so many things at betonline.ag, so do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Do not forget to use promo code LOCKEDON and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked on Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. I want to tell you right now that whenever this show is over, check out Locked on Bets. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're looking to bet more and win more this year, listen to Locked on Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get your podcasts from. Brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.ag. So I want to debut this new progress report segment and just kind of see where the Thunder stack up week in and week out throughout the entire NBA. So we can start with the stats portion of it. So in points per game, the Thunder are 28th in the entire league with 104.1 points per game. Their offensive rating is 29th, 103. Their defensive rating is 19th. 110.2, and then their net rating is 29th, negative 7.2. Only Minnesota is worse than Oklahoma City. Their offensive rebounds per game is 30th in the NBA, 20%, but their defensive rebounds is 10th in the NBA, 70%. They have a 15th ranked pace in the entire NBA and a 5-6 record. That's your stats, and we can talk about the power rankings real quick. These power rankings, again, are based on entering this week, so we won't get the updated power rankings until next week, but entering this week, uh, NBA had him at 20, NBA.com. The Athletic had him at 21, up from 28. Bleacher Report had him at 22. And then the Ringer had him at 29. Uh, and then the NBA standings, they're 19th right now. So they're about where everyone's power ranking is. It's important to note that for the Ringer, uh, this is a couple weeks old. I couldn't, I don't think that they've updated their power rankings since the initial one from Kevin O'Connor. If they have, I apologize. I, I just could not find it anywhere. But I'm trying to round up these power rankings and just give them to you right now so you've got to sift through them on your own. Uh, we did that a lot whenever we talked about draft prospects and talked about where they were ranked individually from all these different sites. And I think that uh, that really helped the listeners. They always talked about how much uh, it helped them whenever I'd go through mock drafts and see who everyone had them taking. So I did the same thing with power rankings. And that's where the Thunder are at. Again, 19th in the actual NBA standings. Uh, and, and then this week ahead for, for the Thunder, they have the Bulls tonight, they have the 76ers, they have the Nuggets, and then they have two Clipper games this week. So it's going to be a tough, tough week for the Thunder this week uh, in terms of wins and losses, you'd assume. And then my take for the week is that the Thunder are exactly where they should be. Look, these numbers are are a bit deceiving, which we'll talk about soon, but one thing that's not deceiving is their defense. They're playing really good defense, especially for the caliber of players they have. I mean, Darius Baisley has stepped up dramatically on the defensive end. Diallo has played better defensively. Of course, Poku has played much better defensively than 
I even imagine he would at this stage in his career. And we talked about that on yesterday's show if you want a more in-depth look at Poku's defense. But he is playing a smart brand of basketball at 19 years old with his first real competition. This guy went from playing in the glorified YMCA to playing LeBron James in the Lakers, and he's playing really good defense. So I think that that is something you can tip your cap to, that this defense is legitimate. Obviously, they're still not like top 10 or anything, but I think that the 19th, instead of being at the dead last in the league, is le- is legit because they're playing really quality defense. Uh, so offensively, I do think that the numbers are kind of skewed. Um, I-, I think that they are, you know, where they should where they should be. Right, that they are 29th. This is not going to be an offensive team. We knew that coming in. I don't think anyone should be surprised that the Oklahoma City Thunder are dead last or close to dead last in the NBA in scoring and in offensive, you know, production. But I think it is a little bit deceiving in the sense of it's not as though their offensive strategy is terrible, right? And this is what I've been so high on Mark with this entire time. On offense, you're seeing Mark's offensive game and strategy and game plan work to perfection. What's not working to perfection is guys can't hit shots, right? He, he is creating open looks for, for different players, and they're just not falling because you don't have the same talent level you will have in a year to three down the line. So if they continue to play this way offensively, then it'll be totally fine. Basically, I'm saying that the problem with this offense, the reason why you're ranked 28th, 29th in the NBA in offensive rating and points per game is not because of anything strategically. It's just because of your players on your roster. I truly think that this is the best brand of basketball offensively that Oklahoma City has ever played. Now, of course, it's not the most production they've ever had because they've once had James Harden, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, Gallinari. I mean, they've once had legitimate pieces. But in terms of the the ability to create, this is the best structure they've ever had on an offense. And eventually, this will rise to the top as you get better and better players in this structure and in this system. So I really like what Mark is doing. I wouldn't change anything offensively, and that's what I find deceptive about it. Because if you're not watching the game, and if someone was only looking at the stats, you might think that this is just an offensive mess. But it's actually a really good offense. They just need scores. They just need to put scores in this offense. And then record-wise, this is exactly, I mean, where they should be. I mean, they're one game below 500, five and six, and they've been competitive in in most every single game. And, you know, you would expect that from this team. Look, coming into the year, I said this team's going to be fun. This team's going to be competitive. And whenever you're competitive, the ball can bounce your way a few times. That was what was so dangerous about the tank. I said that two things about this tanking season were going to be dangerous. As everyone is saying, the team's going to tank, the team's going to tank, the team's going to tank. I said two things to watch out for is, number one, if you're going to be competitive in every game the way I think that you will be, and you're going to be close and fighting tooth and nail with these teams, you're going to get lucky sometimes. You're going to have the ball fall in, and you're going to be able to pull off what you did against Charlotte when you almost threw that game away in the clutch, but then the ball bounces in for Shea's last shot. You're going to have those nights. So that'll elevate you and elevate your status in terms of your record. And number two is that you just cannot predict the health and safety protocols. I mean, you just can't. So the Thunder can go on a run here where they're playing just teams who are just obliterated by the health and safety protocols, and they're getting wins that they shouldn't get. So th- that was two things I said to watch out for, and we're seeing it. They're playing close competitive games, and it's landing them closer to the middle of the pack. And if you want to check out tankathon.com, right now the Thunder would be 12, and they'd give that pick to Houston because they'd take Miami's pick and Houston's pick at the you know at the six range because there's a lot of teams tied with the same records. So it's kind of a range there around six. They'd get back-to-back picks from Miami and Houston who are tied with the same record right now. But if you need a refresher on how that happens, the Thunder get the two best picks of their own pick, of Houston's pick, and of Miami's pick. 
Obviously, you expect Miami to turn this around and not be anywhere near the lottery come season in. So you will take home Oklahoma City and Houston's pick. You're going to get two of the three. So I think that you're absolutely going to get Oklahoma City's and absolutely going to get Houston's pick instead of Miami's pick. And so from there, you look at this tankathon.com, and the teams near the top are Detroit. They're going to stay, they're going to stay there. Minnesota, they're going to stay there. They're not good this year. Washington, I think that they're not as good as what I thought that they could be. I thought that they could be a really good pairing, Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, and Russell Westbrook's now dealing with an injury that'll keep him out three to four more weeks. But I don't think that they're bottom three bad. I think that they're closer to the middle and closer to that Eastern Conference play-in whenever the dust finally settles in this season. So I don't think that they're going to be a lock for the top three or, or bottom three, however you want to look at this. And then you move to Toronto, who's 3-8. and eight. I think that Toronto will right the ship, and they're, they're starting to already, but I think that they're going to get much, much closer to the playoffs. And actually, I think they're going to be firmly in the playoffs. Whenever this is all said and done, they're going to be like the fifth seed in the East, and we're all going to wonder why we freaked out so much about Toronto being 3-8. and eight. Because again, I think that this is the same thing with Aries Basley. The bad stretch is happening right at the forefront of the season whenever everyone is looking at you with a microscope. And then you have the Bulls. They're a bad team. They're four and seven. The Bulls are are interesting because they're capable, right? They're they're capable of beating any team any night. They just can't do it for long stretches. Same thing with the Thunder. Both these teams are competitive and capable, but can they pull it off and sustain that? For the Bulls, it's kind of the opposite in terms of how you do that. The Thunder play really good defense and they're able to do that. The Bulls play amazing offense and they're able to do that. So we'll see what battle wins out, but they have the same record after tonight. If the Bulls win this game, then the Thunder and the Bulls have the same record, and so it wouldn't really matter. That's why, again, I remind everyone to not move off your position. If your position preseason was this team was going to tank, then there's no point to move off of that. They're 5-6, and six, and if, a, if they lose tonight, they're leaping into the top five of the lottery. And that's exactly where you wanted to be. And like Nobody thought this team was going to be the worst in the NBA, but you just wanted them to be top five going into the lottery night and hope for the best. And so that's exactly where they're going to be if they lose tonight. If you thought this team was going to be a winner and go to the postseason, then you have no reason either to move off of your position because a win tonight pushes you closer to that postseason mark. And so this, this season has not told us anything yet about the Thunder team. That's how, that's how close these teams are. So I think that the Bulls will stay right around 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, you know, in that range, 5 to 10. I think that the Pelicans at 6 is deceiving. I think that they're going to go all the way down to like 13th whenever the season is you know, coming to an end this season. Heat, we already talked about. The, the Rockets move up to like the 6-5 spot in there, in my opinion. I think that they're not going to be terrible, like the worst team in the NBA bad, but I don't think they're going to be good either. So I think they're going to be like 5-6, and then you just got to hope in Oklahoma City that their pick falls uh, below the top four. And then you have the Knicks. I think that 9-10 is good for the Knicks, where they're at right now. Same thing with the Cavs. I think that they're playing exactly the way that they're going to play all year long. Sacramento, I do worry about them and, and what they're going to do in terms of roster construction. Are they going to make some trades coming up? How does the Marvin Bagley situation factor into all of this? But around 10-11 is where they're at right now, and that's where I think that they're going to be moving forward. Oklahoma City, we talked about. I still think that this team's going to rise up to, like, be seventh or, or, or fifth in, in the in the lottery entering lottery night and we'll see what they what happens from there. So I'm not gonna change that position. That's where I think they're gonna be and that's where they're probably gonna be and that's where they're gonna be tonight if they lose against the Bulls. We'll see if they do or don't and we'll see who I'm gonna pick uh, coming up. And then uh, Memphis is right where they're gonna be and Golden State I think is right where they're gonna be you know rounding out that lottery Th- 13, 14, someone gets in of that bunch and away we go with the rest of the year. So coming up let's preview the Chicago Bulls game. 
We'll get an injury update on Darius Baisley. We're going to get a what to watch for and the bet of the game. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. And so let's preview the Chicago Bulls game. First, let's start with the injury report. Uh, Darius Baisley is listed as questionable with a right ankle sprain. Check back at 1230 uh, on Twitter, 430 on Twitter, and then we'll talk to Mark at 530. So check back again there on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That's when the injury reports are going to come out, and that's whenever we're going to talk to Mark around 530. So uh, check that out on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles for the most up-to-date updates on Darius Baisley. But right now he's questionable. Uh, Ty Jerome is still out with that left ankle sprain. And then for the Bulls, Devon Dotson's out, Chandler Hudson's out, Luke uh, Cornette's out, Tomas Sinaransky's out, Garrett Temple is questionable, and Otto Porter is probable. Uh, Billy Donovan returns to Oklahoma City for the first regular season game. Obviously, he was already here for the two preseason games this year, but technically, this is his first actual game back in Oklahoma City. Uh, What to watch for? This is all offensive to me, because... Shea needs to put the shot attempts to rest. He needs to be aggressive. He needs to score a lot tonight because the Bulls play no defense. This should be a game in which Shea reminds everyone to relax a little bit the same way he did against Brooklyn. Just relax. Let's take advantage of a bad defense. Same thing with with Darius Baisley. I want Darius Baisley to break out of this this offensive slump and struggle for him in this game. I mean, what better time than playing one of the worst defenses in the NBA? And then with Hamidou Diallo... It's the same thing offensively. I think offensively it'll be a it'll be a big game for the Thunder because there's a lot to watch for. You have Shea shot attempts, you have Baisley getting on track, and then with Diallo, he's gonna have opportunities to be aggressive in this game. He's gonna have chances where he can attack this defense and play out of sorts. But if Diallo can compose himself and continue to play the right way, even as you're playing a bad, bad, bad defense, if he can do that the way he did against Brooklyn, who's also a bad defense then you should just have a smile on your face ear to ear the entire game and realize that you have a big part of your future bench on this team. And then defensively, I'm so excited to watch Lou Dort and Zach Levine. Zach Levine has dominated at points in this season offensively. I want to see what Lou Dort can do against him. And then Kobe White, he really has a chance to just rack up points against the bench unit the same way he did in the preseason. He can rack up those points. I'm interested to see who gets that assignment on the bench unit of Kobe White, whenever he's in there with that with that bench five from Oklahoma City, we'll see what happens there. The bet of the game brought to you by our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. You can check them out and use our promo code Locked On for a fifty percent deposit bonus on your first deposit. Right now, it's a pick'em. It's Oklahoma City or Chicago pick'em. So what that means is you just got to pick the winner. And so I'm going to pick Oklahoma City to win this game over the, over the Chicago Bulls tonight. The Thunder Moneyball of the game, which is, of course, who will lead the team in three-pointers made for this game. I'm going to go Lou Dort. We got a three-point uh, three-pointer game from Lou Dort, and I think he's going to do it again tonight against Chicago. So I'm really high on Lou Dort's shooting ability, and I have him winning the Moneyball 
So that will do it for today's episode of Locked on Thunder. We're going to be back to recap this game tonight whenever the contest is over. We've already had six episodes this week, so we had a double episode uh, the other night. So go back and listen to all that you missed on Locked on Thunder. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast from. This is the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder, and it's even more than once a day at times. So be sure to check that out. We will see you tonight after the game. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.